good morning. What's going on? This is One Way Conversation. Hope everybody's doing all right today. Got to be honest, it's not a show that I particularly want to do uh, right now, but oh, okay, that was nice. That fucking guy on my street, just his head is coming right at me. On the other side of the street, got his head down, looking at a fucking text message or something. Could have just come right, could just not even pay attention. Didn't even see another car in the road. That's a great way to start the day. Um, sorry about that. I, looking for distractions for myself, I suppose. Not really a show I'm looking forward to right now. I, I, yesterday was one of the... Sh- strange doesn't even begin to describe it. Tragic doesn't even begin to describe it. It's just it's something that... Nobody, nobody ever expected. I mean, nobody expected that. Nobody ever had any thought that this might happen. And uh, you know, I'm, I feel a little bit arrogant to think that anybody would want to tune in and listen to me as they grieve or mourn their favorite basketball player, or a hero of theirs, uh, somebody they look up to uh, for a multitude of reasons. I've, I'm not sure that I'm the place to come for you to listen if you. Uh, or having any sort of sadness or anything for Kobe Bryant's death yesterday, the death of his young daughter, teenager, 13 years old. And uh, we think of the other people that are that were on that helicopter that died as well, including uh, I think a guy's name was John out to John out to belly or out to bello. I apologize for not getting that right. But he died and his wife died. He's a coach and a, and a daughter of theirs. I think they leave behind a couple a couple other kids, which is insanely tragic. A, a, a little connection to the Mets. He, uh, he's a, a coach of Jeff McNeil's in the past. I, I, I had read. It's, I, don't, I don't know. Yesterday we got to talking about you know, what, what, what's this like? I think just trying to piece it all together, trying to make sense of it, trying to figure out what it, what this is like. And it's not worth talking about uh, comparing these tragic je- deaths. It's not worth it to me to compare. I mean, it's not a ranking system where you... Oh, when this person died, we had this similar... It was similar when this person died. That's one thing that struck me about this, that there, there's no script for this tragedy. We are so used to when something happens. It could be a, it could be a celebrity death. Maybe it could be like an overdose or something. Or it could be one of old age. You know, the obituary comes out. We read it, and it's shocking. But in some ways, you know, maybe we saw it coming. You know, with old age or with an addiction. We say, wow, you know, this was... Uh, it's tragic in its own way, but you saw it coming. This is completely different. Colby Bryant is a young man, had a young family, and you know I, I will talk about this in, a, in the de- in the sense of celebrity deaths, where this one hit me a little harder than I expected. I, I don't have any. I mean, Colby was drafted in 1996. He was. 18 years old. That was this is right in the height 
of my NBA fandom. I am a big Bulls fan at this point. I am locked into everything NBA-wise at this point. I know everything about every team, you know, like I've got it going on NBA Live. I'm making the, making the new players. I'm making the trades to keep all the rosters up to date. Like literally going in the newspaper and checking out what was on the waiver wire, who made like a, an odd trade or dropped whoever, and going to the Mavericks and being sure that the 12th man in their roster is accurate. Like it was the height of my fandom. He gets drafted. He's on that classic slam cover where it's like him and Ray Allen, Stephon Marbury, Kerry Kittles, Jermaine O'Neal, uh, Steve Nash. Just, at that point, just an absolute... It's a, it, was a, it was an instant classic. It's an instant classic. And if I go to certain people from that era and ask them about the slam rookie cover, that's the one they're going to think of. And it was Kobe right there on the cover. And just yesterday, kind of the, the news coming out and processing that, you know, you got a lot of misinformation at, at first. I don't even know the, the order, but there was reports that his whole family or, or all his daughters were on there. There was reports that Rick Fox was on the helicopter. Uh, all proven untrue. Just kind of... And, and my, my initial thought was, if there's one guy who could walk away from this, it's fucking Kobe Bryant. Like, I don't know what I don't know what he's doing. I, at this point, I didn't know what he was doing in a helicopter. My, I thought of Harrison Ford. Harrison Ford survived the fucking plane crash. And I'm like, pull a Harrison Ford, man. Come out of this, Kobe. Like, walk away. Come tell this story. It was not meant to be, though. No script for this tragedy. Tragedy. You know, we, we're so numb to certain things. A school shooting occurs with the same script every time. It's a sad, sad reality that we live in. Is that we have one of, this, one of these horrible tragedies happens like that. Where kids get murdered in their place of education. And we have it. And news outlets do the same thing every time. Because it's just what's easy. Because they're used to it. Because they know what to do. They've been through it before. And they have they have professionals on hand, and, it, and there, there is no room for shock because it's just let's get the news out there and feed this news cycle. Yesterday there was none of that. It felt like it felt like there was just nothing. You put on anything, and there, there was shock. The news people tried to keep it newsy, <laughs> for lack of a better word, and then you had like Jim Gray on Fox who was just crestfallen beside himself. They, the news couldn't keep... You know, the news people always trying to have this smile on their face and, you know, this positive-type spin, but they couldn't have it. You know, you had Jerry West going on the news and crying and red-eyed. and he, he's, he, You know, Jerry West is an icon in that world, in that league. Scott Van Pelt did a nice job with his sports center. He had Jalen Rose on and Stephen A. Smith on and and you hear things from Shaq and MJ and Mark Cuban decides to retire 24 for the Mavericks. Trent 
Trey Young comes out wearing number eight in honor of him. They played the game yesterday, which I don't, I'm not here to say whether it was the right move or the wrong move or not. I'm not here to rip the NBA for playing the games that they played, and they honored Kobe. Everybody did. And this is a league that grew up. The majority of this league, if you ask their favorite player growing up, their favorite player is going to be Kobe. Tim Duncan's crying on the sidelines as the teams pay tribute by letting the 24-second clocks run, run out for their first possessions. There's nothing, this is nothing like this. I was hit when I was a kid. I was hit when Mickey Mantle died. He was older. He was sick. He was an alcoholic. I was hit. That hurt me when Mickey Mantle died. When Sinatra died, it hit me a little bit because I was just kind of coming into my fandom, if you will, of Sinatra, my admiration of Sinatra, my my now near expertise of all things Sinatra. I was just kind of coming into it. The one that's hit me the hardest throughout the years, as far as a celebrity goes, is James Gandolfini, because he was still relatively young. He was in his 50s. He, too, had a teenage son, maybe even younger, uh, when he died. And I don't know why. There's some connection there with, you know, spending so many times watching The Sopranos. There's some connection there with him being Italian-American. There's some connection with the fact where he was nothing like his character. Kobe hit me in a similar way. And I'm not, I wasn't never, he was never my number one favorite player. He was never on my number one favorite team. But he's a guy, I admired his game. I admired his drive. I admired how he played ball. going to hear a lot about your favorite Kobe moments. People's favorite Kobe moments. You can hear a lot about Kobe the basketball player. And rightfully so, because he was a magician on the court. He could score. He, could do, he would do whatever it took for his team to win. And a lot of times, that had to be with the ball in his hands. People might call, you know, he's he got reputation as being selfish, as being a ball hog. But you know what? His having the ball in his hand gave his team the most and best chance to win. That's that's something that all scorers go through, I feel like, where they gotta go through that criticism. Jordan went through it. Does he shoot too much? You know what? The ball in his hands needed him to win those games. The fact that he won three with Shaq and won two on his own, which not on his own. There was obviously teams around him. He had Pau Gasol and Meta World Peace on those teams. You know, it's not exactly like it was, it was not just him versus the world. But, you know, to lose Shaq and go on and win two more is something else. Shaq is an all-time great as well. And it just seems so weird that there's Kobe come back in the spotlight. There's Kobe's daughter, you know, with him at all these games, courtside, watching hoops. The night before, LeBron passes Kobe in the all-time scoring list in Kobe's hometown in Philadelphia. There's Kobe in the news again. After four years or so away from the game, it was kind of picking up again. Here he is again. We're getting used to seeing Kobe in the... 
not headlines, but it was get, getting used to seeing Kobe at these games, getting used to seeing him in the public eye again, getting used to seeing him around again. And this happens. Un, it's unfathomable. Kobe, uh, if Kobe could teach us anything in his short time on earth, you know, we had Kobe for the majority of his life in the public eye. So he was drafted at 18, it was prob- you know, probably a year or two before that, you're watching him, you know, his name's popping around, scouting reports, maybe thinking about where he's going to go to college, obviously never set foot in college, went right to the NBA. And then uh, 20 years or so in the game, we had Colby, man. He was there. He grew up before our eyes. We grew up with him. I think that's why he's hitting me so much, is that he's a a quote-unquote peer. He's three years older than I am. Four years older than I am. Sorry. And the fact that he loses his, that his daughter dies in this too, his young child dies in this too, it's, it's, it adds to the, it leads behind a broken family. I mean, they're two people short and they got to move on. And it's not going to be easy, man. It's not going to be, because this is nothing you saw coming. It's just such a shock. But if we can learn anything from Colby, if they can learn anything from Colby, if we can take anything from this, it's Kobe Bryant always found a way to get up the next day after defeat. He found a way to gather himself and make and improve himself and get better after losses. One of, one of my main memories of Colby... You know, and there's a lot of winning memories of Colby. Where you see him on the court celebrating championships. Where you see him on the court hitting game-winning shots. A lot of great memories of those. But one of the ones that sticks out to me is when... I think it was his rookie year. Yeah, his rookie year, they had a playoff series against Utah, and it's Carl Malone, John Stockton, you know, this is a Utah team that was accomplished, Kobe had his team in this game, had the Lakers in the game, and down the stretch, he had had two chances um, to help his team win, I don't know the exact scenarios, whether it's to tie the game or whatever, but two shots to tie, or I got a feeling it was two shots to tie. And he airballed both shots. One was a th- one was a two, which I had forgotten about until yesterday. And I remember the three ball that he airballed. I remember that vividly. Or just missed completely. Completely. And what did he do? He came back and he was better than ever. He came back. He came back and uh, 
Sorry about that. There was uh, I got a phone call in the middle of the show. Interrupted uh, the recording. But I was just talking about how Kobe um, came back from adversity. And you're going to hear a lot. Of, you're going to hear some people trying to sound extra. I don't know what the word is. Woke, I guess, is like the word of the day. People are going to try to sound like they got, you know, like they they want to bring up the man's flaws in total. And now uh, there was a case in Colorado. There was an allegation of rape. Let's not hide from it. But I'm going to leave with this. Look, I he got whatever the case might have been. Okay, he was acquitted. There was a deal. I don't know what exactly it was. Okay, that's in the past. Um, whether he's innocent or guilty or if it was misunderstanding or what, I don't know. But for those who bring it up today, I would just say this. Okay, Kobe, that very... And there was jokes about it at the time where he gave his wife this gaudy ring and, you know, that maybe he... Maybe, this, this is maybe going to be the beginning of the end for him and his wife. But you know what? The guy reinvented himself at that point. He came back. I'm not naive, but I, I don't, you know, I'm not saying once a cheater, always a cheater either. You know, I'm, I don't know. To, to me, outside looking in, that mistake looked like it changed him. That mistake, you know, and he, he seemed devoted to his family. He seemed like he wanted to be a better husband at that point. After that, and the same thing, came back from adversity. I would just say that. Say, look, he made a mistake. Um, rape, whatever the rape allegation was, if it, if, if it was if it was settled properly or not, now is definitely not the time to be talking about it. Look what he did with the second chance. Did he deserve a second chance? I don't know. But he got it. And I, he made the most of it. Did the best did the best with what he could with it. And again, I'm not naive. I don't know. I know shit goes on in the NBA. But I, I just... Um, Outside looking, it looked like he took that mistake, corrected it, and changed his life for the better. And that's something we could all learn from also. Same thing as, as missing those shots against the Jazz. Just a life analogy for it. You fuck up. What can you do but move on and do the best you can? We might not all be afforded those type of second chances, but we get second chances all the time. We don't even, we don't even fucking realize it. Not like that, maybe, but it's just uh, that's a lesson that you can maybe take away from him there. You make mistakes. You change. You reinvent yourself. You've got to find the best formula. make the best you. That's what Colby did. That's the mama mentality. In a nutshell, I think. It was just trying to improve on what you did the day before. Always. I'm going to leave it with that. Have a good fucking day. Don't take any shit from anybody. We'll be back here tomorrow. One-way conversation.